0: So let's answer some typical questions about Wiley's flight. At what time will Wiley Coyote's velocity be zero? They didn't say average velocity, and they're talking about one time. So that tells us instantaneous velocity. So the velocity as a function of the time is just the derivative of the position function, which we already have from previous negative 32 t plus One hundred and seventy-six. So that's our velocity as a function of time. And so if we want to know when will that be 0, then this is one of those backwards questions. The common mistake made here would be to put 0 in for T and get 0 plus 176. But that doesn't make sense, does it? 176, if you recall, is the initial velocity. That's his initial speed going up so that would be his velocity at time 0 if you plug in 0 for t. So you have to be very careful that you know which thing to set equal to 0. It doesn't say what will the velocity be at time 0 it says at what time. So you need to find a t value when velocity is 0. So velocity is V of t. So you want to set V of t equal to 0 and then find out the corresponding time t. And this one should make sense. So if we solve for t, I'm just going to add 32 t to both sides. And then when I divide by by 32 I get t equals and you can either do this longhand with long division if you're on that part of the test. In fact, I'll do that. 32 into 176. 3 goes into 17 five times. 5 times 2 is 10. 5 times 3 is 15. Plus 1 is, I remember that number, 160. So then we have 16 left over. 16 out of 32 left over, you could probably see that's a half, right? So we have 5 and a half but you could also put an extra .0 0, bring down the zero and you have .5. So 5.5 and what is T being measured in? Seconds. So we can see that 5.5 seconds is when his velocity is zero. If you think about the picture and you think about our average velocities, do you remember that we had an average velocity of 0 when we were between 5 and 6 seconds that was averaging out those two, those two identical heights and so the actual maximum height is found at the top and that's when he stops and changes direction this is the uh-oh moment right when he puts up his little sign because he looks down and realizes that he's going to fall for just a moment he has a chance in his cartoon to sit there and wave. So this is his uh uh-oh moment at 5.5 seconds. Now you might think, well can't I, if I notice that the average velocity was zero between five and six seconds, can't I just average it? For these parabolas that's going to work out okay, but you don't want to assume that for every position function because they're not all as nice as a parabola. So the safest thing to do if you need to know when the velocity is zero, set the velocity to zero, solve for your independent variable. This one's t. Usually it will be t if they say when, right? What time? Solve for t and you get your time in whatever units they were given in. These are in seconds. So after five and a half seconds, his velocity is zero. And that's when he's at the top. Now you can. Just see that that's when he's at the top, right? Next semester's math class you're going to talk more about um, the calculus involved at the top of the graph, but for now you can probably see that since it's a downward parabola you have a horizontal tangent line at the very top and so that represents his maximum height that he reaches. So it says what is his maximum altitude reached in the very next question? So what is his maximum altitude? That's another name for height above the ground right so his maximum altitude is reached at what well this is kind of a two-part question first of all we're looking for a y value aren't we or shall i say s of t an output because altitude is measured on the y-axis but we need to know the time right because we have a formula his altitude is negative 16 t squared plus 176 t plus 192 if I know that he reaches his maximum height at five and a half seconds and can you see what to do this is a t-value so you plug that T value into the height function, the altitude, and you get his maximum height. So S of 5.5. Now this I would use my calculator for. They wouldn't give this to you on the non-calculator section of an exam. I would probably either go to my table and use that as a start value, or I would... If I already had it in the home screen, this formula, I would just say such that T equals 5.5. So however you get the value of S of 5.5, do that and come back and see if you match mine. So using my trusty calculator, I get, when I plug in 5.5 squared, I get 676 if I want to double check that in the table I go to table I'm gonna do table setup I'm gonna start at five and a half seconds and hit enter and I have 676 feet so it evaluates the height for me and if you look at the table of values from going from 0 to 12 seconds this should be higher than any value in the table because it's halfway in between 5 and 6 seconds so this is his maximum height so What if they asked it differently? What if they said, what's the farthest amount of feet that Wiley Coyote falls? Then he falls from a height of 676 feet, doesn't he? He doesn't fall from 192 feet because he goes up first. So he would fall 676 feet. It's a good thing that in cartoons nobody ever gets hurt, right? So that's how far he would fall. That's the maximum height he's at when he says, "Uh uh-oh, I'm going down. Next question, at what time will he land? Now, we already stumbled upon this in the table, but sometimes they land at, say, 5.74 seconds or at 10.93 seconds approximately. So we don't always know just by looking at a table, but there is a technique we can always use if we have the formula. So, in general, if you want to find out when he lands. Okay, this what do you need to do I suggest that you think about the picture again he lands right here this is where all the the dirt goes flying right right here and this is at what time so when you see at what time it's really a good idea to say T equals question mark because that gives you a clue as to what to do with the formula doesn't it and will he land well what's the equivalent to landing And what you have to remember is landing corresponds to his altitude or his height being zero feet up. So when he lands, his position above the ground is zero. So if you have your formula, s of t, negative 16t squared, plus initial velocity times t, plus initial height, s of t is zero when t is what? So this is really what you want to solve for. Set the height equal to zero, solve for t. I'm sure you've seen this before in your algebra class and other places. The problem is it gets confusing when we start adding velocity equal to zero. So you really want to be careful of reading the question. At what time, t equals what, will he land? We're not looking at his velocity. We're looking at his height being zero. And we want to solve for t. Now, when you look at this, you might think, okay, this would be on the calculator section, right? Well, actually, if you remember, we, we stumbled upon the answer with the table, and the answer was a nice, easy 12. So that means that we should be able to do it by hand without a calculator. If you are on the calculator section, though, you would want to just say solve. Grab that formula. You could use t, but you might as well use x equals zero, comma, solve for x. You'll get two solutions, and the only one, there should only be one that makes sense, one positive one. The other one represents a negative time value, which does not make sense, not even in cartoons really. So we have this positive time value that we would be looking for. Now we should know that it's 12, right? Now, if you were stuck and you didn't have a calculator, you're on a deserted island or you're on the non-calculator part of the test, then that means we should be able to solve this another way, right? So if we did it by hand, we would say, all right, what can we knock this down any? Because if we do it by hand, we're either going to have to use factoring or the quadratic formula. So I don't like all these big coefficients. Can you see what goes into each of these? I can at least see that 4 goes into each of these, so I could start with that. I could divide everything by 4. I have negative 4t squared. 4 goes into 17, 4 times with 1 left over. 4 goes into 16, another 4 times. Plus, 4 goes into 19, 4 times with 3 left over. And 4 goes into 32, 8 times. So now I've knocked down the coefficients by dividing everything by 4. Maybe I should also divide by a negative, right, so that I have a positive t squared. And also, 4 goes into all of these, so I could have divided by 16. So I divide by a negative 4 this time, and I get t squared minus 11t plus, sorry, minus 12. So now I've knocked this down to something that can be factored. This says 0 equals t and t make t squared. I need factors of 12 whose difference is 11, so that's 12 and 1. And I want the 11 to be negative, so that means minus 12 and plus 1. So we can see our two solutions are t equals negative 1 or t equals 12. Like I said, 1 will be negative and it doesn't make sense in this problem. We can see that from the picture, negative 1 seconds right there. The other one is our solution, t is 12. There's always two steps to this. One, set up the problem. The height should be zero. Solve for the t. If you can do it by hand, great. Otherwise, if you've got your calculator, the fastest way is to do solve. Take that expression, equal to zero, comma, solve for whatever your variable is. In this case, I just used x. And I should get x equals twelve or negative one. You have to pick the positive one. How could you check your answer? If you plug twelve in, for T, S of 12 should be 0, right? So you can double check that yourself. So that's the time when he lands. We saw from the table. Now we see it algebraically. Now you've got all bases covered if somebody asks you for that. Finally, we're getting to this interesting impact velocity thing. Now we looked at the velocity at 11 seconds, and it was equal to his velocity when he took off. And I said that I expect the impact velocity how fast he's going when he lands, again, this time when all the dirt is flying everywhere, we expect that velocity to be even faster than when he took off because he had a a height help, didn't he? He started out at 192 feet, so he's going to come down even faster than when he took off. So his impact velocity is a fancy name for speed when he lands. And it's gonna have a sign, it's gonna be negative because he's, land, because he's coming down. So speed when he lands, that's velocity at time 12 seconds, because we just found out that he lands after 12 seconds. So we need velocity at 12 seconds. So that's S prime of 12 seconds. S prime is negative 32 T. I keep writing six, I don't know why negative 32t minus plus 176. Negative 32t plus his initial velocity. And we want s prime of 12. So again, we can do this arithmetic on some scratch paper, or we can do it with our calculators. Take a second, get an answer, and see if you get the same thing I did. Okay, so for S prime of 12, I get negative 384 plus 176. So if you add 384 to 176, sorry, negative 384 added to 176, gives you negative 208. And remember, that's velocity. The position is in feet. The time is in seconds. So our velocity is in feet per second. This is our impact velocity. Notice. He's going faster than when he took off, because he fell an extra 192 feet. So when he lands, that's how fast he's going, just as he lands. And remember, it's a cartoon, so he's okay.